Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's episode, uh, yep, yep, lost again. We'll talk about it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, February 1st. Friends, family, we are gathered here today to lay to rest the 22-23, however long it is, tournament streak for your Michigan State Spartans. Uh, It is the death of that as well as the season as well as any hope moving forward of making the tournament this year. Uh, so, friends, I I ask you to reflect, remember, and cherish what we had as we move forward through a season that still is not even close to ending yet. God, great. Uh, anyway, so long. Sorry. Listen, hey, I'm I'm upset like all you guys are. I, I'm I. This is not a good season. This is un, un, quite literally unprecedented for the last 22 years of Michigan State basketball. But you know what? I'm going to try to have fun with it, maybe when I can. I'm going to rant here and there, don't get me wrong. This is all this is all very upsetting, but you know what, Will? Will, do you know what? Sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying, baby. Sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying, and that's all I can do at this point. God! Are you saying that these times are unprecedented? Mega, super duper unprecedented, Will. This is the most fluid season I've ever been a part of my entire life. <laughs> um, life sucks. This it is, is horrible. It is Monday, February 1st. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by Matt Sheehan. I don't even have uh, an adjective for you. Defeated, sad, uh, the the husk of uh, what was once Matt Sheehan. Yes. Um, yeah, that's Just fine. The, the dead, hollowed-out shell. Yeah. Like a, like a discarded molt mm-hmm. from a snake yeah. that's going through a transition. Yeah, I'm I'm just despondent unless like someone whispers like the words 27 to 24 in my ear, and then like I give like a little smirk, but then immediately go back to being this despondent uh, vegetable of a person that, that I am. Yeah, that's that's how I'm doing. Well, I'm doing good. Well, how's your weekend? Fine. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, mostly fi- mostly fine. Had some good good betting place. days. You know what? If not for nothing, we we had those. Well, yeah, we had those. that was nice. That was nice. At least somebody um, won. Yeah, um, I don't know what else to say, man. Like this, this, this. On this, today's uh, show, yeah, yeah, you're you're the host that keeps things in order. <laughs> Let's do the podcast, Matt. On today's okay. show, we are going to react <laughs> to Michigan State going yeah. to Columbus and mm. kind of doing exactly what we expected, losing seventy nine to sixty two to a team that was just clearly better than they were. Uh, we will talk about some lineup stuff. We'll talk about the starting group. We'll talk about what we think is the main issue with this team. And, uh, yeah, we will go from there. That's plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Yay. Every Every day. <laughs> Every day, every single day we do. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fine. No, things are great. Um, Will, you wanted to start with the starting lineup, right? 
Uh, sure. Two things. Uh, one, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, what was your reaction when you found out that A, Izzo is switching the starting lineup, but B, no, it's not the center position. It's actually just plugging Rocket Watts, a.k.a. Mark Watts, until further notice, uh, into the starting rotation at point guard and putting uh, apparently A.J. Hogard all the way, packing his bags and shipping him to Guatemala for uh, this game. What, what was your reaction to finding out that the starting lineup was changed, but it was Rocket stepping back into point guard? That was the issue. Have you ever seen the movie This Is The End? Absolutely not. No, I'm sorry. <sighs> Do you know what the movie is? Not really. This isn't even one where I can tell you the gist of it, so okay. I'm, I'm really a liability of a co-host here. Yeah, It's like... Seth Rogen and James Franco and Jonah okay. Hill, that friend group, and there's an sure. apocalypse. Okay. Remember it? It was five years vaguely. ago, six it, years it, ago. It vaguely coming. I remember okay. watching commercials for it vaguely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, they're in, well, I think it's like James, they're in James Franco's house, and it's like an earthquake starts the whole apocalypse thing. There's mm-hmm. sinkholes and whatever, but there's an earthquake. And part of what happens to the house is there's this giant wall that gets like splintered with a huge crack. Right. Just imagine sure. a giant wall and it's just cracked, jagged crack running top left corner to bottom right, right through the middle. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Seth Rogen takes a roll of duct tape, duct tape, pulls a piece off, sticks it over the crack. And that's that. Yeah. That was my reaction. That's yeah. Mine was just laughter. Like it's, I don't know if that's the issue here because, well, and this leads me to my second point. Um, I know I texted you this earlier, but I'm going to need you to dummy up and act like you have no idea what I'm talking about here for this question here. Because I got a question for you and the people. Will, I don't read will... your texts. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, well, this team has played, uh, unfortunately, eight Big Ten games. Would you like to guess Michigan State's record at the under-16 timeout in the first half? So right off the gate, this is the first stoppage under-16. What is MSU record if the game ended there by, by any chance, Will? Um, four and four. How about just like their actual record, two and six? Will they have an wow. average deficit in those six trailings of five point five points? So before most of the time, before the clock even hits the fifteen minute mark left in the first half, your Spartans are trailing in six games by an average of five point five points. Of course, the worst was down twelve against Rutgers, and it was a little tight, actually, against Nebraska. They trailed uh, by one point in the first time out, but still, it's pretty consistent otherwise. Five points, Will. Uh, you're starting yourself in a hole. You're obviously trying to fight your way out of this hole, but as we know, Will, mm-hmm. uh, they can't fight themselves out of it because I don't even know if this is too concerning of a number, though, because these aren't games that they're losing, Will. These are games they're getting their ass kicked in. Like, five of these games have been blowouts, and the sixth game that they've lost was a colossal meltdown against Purdue, which I don't even know what's worse at that point. <laughs> like, choking away a 20-point lead or getting beat by 20. Uh, but hey, we got a good uh, representation of both ways to lose here in the six losses. So is, is that even a stat to, like, look at, or is that uh, to, as pointless of a stat as you could possibly find? I think it's pretty indicative of their starting group, <laughs> right? And That's what I was kind of going for, but I don't know if I was reading too much into it, you know? No, I mean... Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a, a shock at all to say like, oh, yeah, Michigan State has really struggled out of the gates. And we've talked about it. Different. I mean, they've used different lineups, right? They mm-hmm. tried the Hogard and for Watts thing. 
sure. their most used lineup here, um, Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, Josh Langford, Joey Hauser, Thomas Kithier, that's their most used uh, group. Let me just filter out really quick. I'm going to filter out. I got the lineup things in front of me. I'm going to filter out the really bad teams that they've played. Okay. And get some numbers for you because um, where are we at? Um, I can't figure this thing out. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> anyway, they haven't been good against the Big Ten teams, especially to start games. Like that group, and then if you sub in um, Hogard in for uh, for Rocket Watts, like it's 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 the same thing. Like it's just not a good group, especially in Big Ten play. And I mean, when you're a flawed roster as is, and you're trying to scrap together ways to win without totally knowing, like, all right. When this lineup's on the floor, here's what we're trying to do. Here's our strength. Like, they're still sort of figuring all that stuff out. By the mm-hmm. way, not great to be figuring that out in February. But when you're mm-hmm. when you're in that position, when you're when you're that, um, <laughs> you uh, probably should do as much as you can to not dig yourself into holes to start every single game. You know, sure. does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like try everything that works or everything until it works. And they're clearly not doing it. Um, they're skirting around one big issue and that is in the center of the court or center of the pain rather, I should say no no one plays at the mid court line. That'd be ridiculous. Although I guess he might as well. Um, all right, here I got it. All right. Hit me. Uh, against top 100 opponents. So I filtered out, Eastern Michigan, Detroit, Western Michigan, Oakland, and Nebraska. But mm-hmm. whatever. Rocket Watts, Josh Langford, Aaron Henry, Joey Hauser, Thomas Kithier have played about 40 possessions together. Their effective field goal percentage on offense, Matt, is 32.9. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That, mm. that lineup shoots 21% from three, 33% oh. from two, 12.5% oh. from two in the mid-range, 43.8% at the rim. Um, me no likey. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So some of these things are janky. It's small sample, right? 40 possessions, not a big yeah, sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lineups don't play together a lot with this team, unless it's like today, because they finally stretched out some lineups against Ohio State, which was nice to see. Um, And I think it kind of helped them not come back, but get to single digits there for about two minutes. Um, Yeah, the starting group's not good. Haven't been good. Can't score. Michigan State has gone a bunch of games just over to start like yeah they scored first against Ohio State but they have struggled to get anything going offensively at the jump feels like every single big time game yeah like is it, they tweet the roster on like I, I put on Twitter like okay oh, hey, hey great can't wait for MSU to be down eight at the first under 16 it's like I'm not even like do, doing a joke or a bit right there like that's honest to God what we can expect from this team every single time the ball's tipped is just Okay, oh, good, early turnovers. Oh, wow, okay, that's uh, two easy uh, paint buckets for the other team. Yep. Great, oh, okay, yep. good, missing early shots. Awesome, like, just wash, rinse, repeat, so. 
frustrating, man. Yep. I'll and, tell you that. Yeah, no, it was the same thing. I mean, Ohio State was up three points uh, after the first ten minutes. You mentioned, what was it after the first five minutes? Stay here, I can pull it up really quick. They were down five at the under-16 today. Yeah, so. Yeah. And it's, you're like, oh, it's just five points. not a bit like five points in four minutes. <laughs> like we're not setting a It's good a two-possession game the first time you're taking a break. Right? <laughs> it's not a good trend to set, and that's how you end up going into halftime down 42 to 30 because you start <laughs> down five in four minutes, and then you're climbing uh, back. Um, all right, we're going to pause here for a sec. We'll come back and just sort of continue this conversation about what is wrong with this team. First word from Bet Online. Dot A-G. Oh, Super Bowl. Right there. Yeah. Super Bowl's this Sunday. One of the biggest betting days of the year. Probably the biggest single betting day of the entire year. And there are so many ridiculous, awesome props that are so much fun to oh, wager on. Right here. Oh, yep. I know you do. And if there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust to make those prop bets, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on, one word locked on, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus, Matt. You got some props up in front of you. Hit me with a good one. Uh, we got national anthem props. They oh, got yeah. it, it looks to be a little less than a dozen, but that's still a pretty uh, healthy amount of just anthem prop bets. Well, uh, th- thoughts on uh, cleavage in general? Just what are your general? <laughs> Wait, there's on that? a there's a, a dozen national anthem mm-hmm. prop bets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. a dozen prop bets. A no, just national anthem. Yeah, yeah you, just centered okay. around this nation's uh, son. And one is uh, Jasmine Sullivan to show cleavage during the national anthem. Yes is at minus 175. No Whoa. is at plus 135. I can't think of anything more American than this bet right here uh, to, to shoot you straight here, Will. Um, I don't know where I lean on this. I, I, I don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is. I'm very sorry. I'm sure she's very talented. I'm sure she um, is. But you know what? If yes is minus 175, we'll go with yes then. I mean, if that's where we're going to lean, that's where we're going to lean. That uh, that seems like a really strong favorite. I think so. Yeah, there's some inside info there. So I'm just pulling up. I just I, I didn't know who Jasmine Sullivan is, and that's my fault. I I, sh- I feel like I should. I'm an old yeah. man. I uh, no, just did a, a Google image search just to you know math here, and it's it's looking like like seventy percent of these pictures on there involve some sort of cleavage. So that uh, that might be the right call, Matt. Sure. Yeah. That's smart money. <laughs> What a ridiculous! What are give me like that's an all time bet. <laughs> give me four of the other national anthem prop bets. Uh, well, the, of course, there's the uh, tried and true uh, over under. Yep, two minutes, two two minutes flight is okay. what they got. Okay. Um, will a uh, player kneel? Will will a fist be raised? Okay. Uh, let's see what else they have here. Ba 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 ba. Sorry, I hexed uh, out of the screen. Oh no, you're good. Uh, forget omit a word in the national anthem. Oh, yes, yeah, that's plus twelve hundred, uh, and then player to be shown first during the anthem, uh, Brady or Mahomes. Uh, Brady's slightly favored in that Brady, one. Brady, so gotta be Brady. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think so too. A lot of uh, a lot of strange props you can bet on betonline.ag, and if you want to get in on that action, you don't have to sit in. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't forget to use promo code lockdown. One word lockdown to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Um, Okay, 
I think we can continue our discussion about the starting lineup and just kind of mold it into what the biggest issue is with this team. If we had to like sort of pinpoint it, because yeah. you were texting with some friends who aren't really basketball folks. And they asked you what's wrong right. with the team. Why are they bad? And you didn't really have like a one sentence response. No, no. And like one, one buddy trying to mean like, well, didn't Cassius and uh, that other big guy leave? And, you know, I saw that flying around like a lot around Twitter too, not just this game, but really any game from the last month, you could pick and choose that like Cassius and X leaving are the main reason. But like, I, I don't know if they are. I like well, Michigan State isn't just a rag. T- okay, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, losing one of the best players in the country and one of the best defensive players in the country is never good. But listen, like, we're not a ragtag, like lower level power five team or like a mid major. Like, I mean, this is a blue blood we're talking about here. Michigan yeah. State doesn't rebuild; we reload. Yeah. Like, even our down years, like in 2016, like you're still making the tournament. You're still going to be a seven six seed in the tournament. Like, yeah, this is. This is more than just losing two players, yeah. man. And so this this leads me, and of course, coaching has been all great this year. COVID has been an issue, of course. Most players have gotten it. It's been a really wonky year. Maybe they're mentally out of it because they're just essentially in their apartments or dorms into the gym. Probably horrible conditions. I, I wouldn't want to live it, but they are, unfortunately. However, I think it comes down to what happened three years ago at this point with the re- recruiting class. That, that That's my one thing that's wrong with this team is... Okay. The recruiting class, right? Like, I don't think that's too hot of a take. I mean, it was a five-person recruiting class. Marcus Bingham, he's the highest-rated guy. Not really telling any secrets that he really hasn't progressed probably how they all thought that he would. Thomas Kithier, he signed, like, his sophomore year when he was still six foot eight, six foot nine. I, and I don't mean to be like, oh, mister, I called it. But, like, I, I watched him a week after he committed, and I was like, What? And so maybe they're p- planning on him like progressing through high school. Maybe even planning on him growing a little bit more, yeah. so you don't have a six foot eight starting center in the Big Ten. Um, listen, Foster, we all know what's going on there. I, I hand up on that one. I, I thought that was going to work out. The kid was an absolute killer in high school. Gabe Brown, he's good every like four or five games though. And so now you're stuck with the lowest rated guy of that whole class, which is Aaron Henry, being the guy. And listen. Aaron Henry's an awesome player. He's good, but I, I, I just don't think he's great enough to be like the guy in a team. And no, I mean, uh, I, I think Aaron that's Henry, being backed up by what's happening this season yeah. so far. Like, no disrespect against him. Like, he's definitely punched up against his weight class where where he was in the recruiting thing. But like, man, that's that's a hard hard miss in the 2018 class, especially with five guys too, man. Because like, yeah, yeah. you don't have a point guard after Cassius left. You're probably hoping that was either Foster or the next year with Rocket. And you don't have a big guy, which you thought was going to be either one of Kithier or Bingham. And right now, like, well, we we know that's just not the case. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not working. So, yeah, if I had to sum it up to one thing, just one, and we know there's more than one. But if I had to sum it up to more than one thing, sorry, I don't, I'm going to be that guy and call out a bunch of college kids. So, uh, well, the 2018 I mean, class. It's not like you're calling them out. It's just factual. It's just, it happens. I know. Like, I it, know. I know. I still feel bad, though. Yeah. It recruits miss all the time. It just sucks when four of them are in the same class. <laughs> no, man. It's not, not good. Um, to your point, uh, after the 2017-2018 season, uh, Michigan State lost two lottery picks, including the number three overall pick. And the year after <laughs> right. that, they just won the Big Ten and went to the Final Four. Something light, yeah. Beat yeah. a team with so, three top eight picks. <laughs> yeah, Cassius right? and Xavier were both really good players, really good college players. Um but it's not like, like 
again, they, they just lost two lottery picks a handful of years ago, and Gary Harris and Adrian Payne left the same year. Um, I think both just missed the or one just missed the lottery, and one was uh, like four picks later. Two first rounders, like they've they lose talent all the time, and they just yeah. haven't been able to reload this year because, like you were saying, not not in no small part, like you have a five man recruiting class that are supposed to all be sort of program guys come up develop together and you go essentially one for five in terms of like how many starters did we get how many effective starters did we get out of that group it's like Aaron Henry's the only one who's really a developed like exceeding what he was because he was like their 140 something recruit and now he's you know still a potential NBA guy so that's that's a good job there but everyone else top 100 guys that just haven't gotten to a point where they can start for a good Big Ten team. And that, uh, yeah, that'll uh, set you back, and that'll throw a uh, throw a wrench into your plans, hopefully. Oh, you uh, don't say. <laughs> hopefully that'll get alleviated next year. My one thing, if I had to pin it down, pick one thing, it is this. This is an offense that has always relied heavily on having a point guard Mm, mm -hmm. and this team does not have a starting point guard we are sans point guard on this team we that's that's going to be an issue yeah um no it's tough to argue against that i don't know how much you are paying attention to that specific position against ohio state i happen to be for I don't know until the last like six minutes, and honestly, we can include the last six minutes for sure, like the why, entire for game. Laughs, why not? For the entire game, Foster Lawyer was the only one playing somewhat competent point guard, <laughs> and like he's just a backup. That's an alarming sentence. Yeah, that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> right. If Foster's your backup, that's fine because he has a, a really nice trait. He has gotten better on defense. He does like he'll get the ball moving and and get into the offense, and that's like, okay, that's what we get from a backup. They do one thing really well. They kind of struggle in some other spots, but they can provide somewhat of a base level of competence. This offense isn't going to work if you don't have a point guard who can't handle uh, getting blitzed when they come off uh, a pick and roll. Like, if a team jumps pick and roll and you're just turning it over, (laughs) like, that's not going to work. If you can't create off the pick and roll – uh, it's not going to work. If you can't drive and dish, it's not going to work in this offense. And A.J. Hogard really struggled, I thought, against Ohio State. Has had some nice moments, but is still a freshman. And he's going to look like mm-hmm. a freshman right. that was the 67th-ranked recruit in his class, right? That's a developmental player. You hope in a couple of years the shot gets better, he gets more athletic, gets stronger, that you know the the point guard savvy we see in him can eventually pan out, but it's just not there right now. Rocket is not naturally on the ball as a point guard. He is a self creator. He is a you know an off ball combo guard who is like a microwave scorer in, in the best version of him. He's not anything right now. He is really struggling, uh, unfortunately, uh, and it just don't know it, what you do with him. Yeah. it just sucks to watch because. The kid was like a bouncy enigma last year at the end of the season. And it's like, oh, Rocket's got it going. Watch this. And he's just, just cook step back, runner in the I lane, like just hitting stuff. And you're like, wow, this is fun. Yeah. And it's just not there right now. He's 
he's he's fighting it so hard um i don't even know what you do man like yeah. like so, someone reached out and was like well what would you do I don't uh, know. if you're of course like i don't get paid that much money to figure yeah. out the decision like man i come on I I, i'm only able to, to call out what the problem is which is pretty obvious but like no honestly like yeah I, I don't know like against nebraska let him take the first eight shots of the game just that's like, a i don't hate that idea just it probably won't work out well probably go like, one for eight but whatever yeah. i mean like they just give it a one final heave. Like walk in the locker room pregame. All right, everyone. Regardless of what happens, Rocket is taking the first eight shots of this game. <laughs> I don't give a damn. He's yeah. taking them, and that yeah. way everyone's on the same page, and he knows. All right, I guess I'm taking these. Might as well just go out there and shoot then, Rocket. Maybe it makes him think a little bit less. Just go be you. Um, but it just hasn't been there at all. So. That's my my biggest thing. It's a, it's a point guard dominated offense that creates from the top through the pick and roll, through driving and kicking, driving and dishing, dumping off, and they just don't have anyone who can do that. So there's there's no dribble penetration on this team. There's no distorting defenses. There's no getting into the lane, drawing fouls like not nearly at the rate that they need to be. Um, and everything else suffers because of it. The spacing's bad. It's just, it's a bad offense. It's unfortunate, but that would be my biggest thing. There's just not a point guard on this team right now. Hey, I mean, tough to argue against that. And we can go on for hours and hours about like what's happened to Mark or Watts. Sorry, and uh, like who's to blame for it? But man, like we just got to cut to a break, and we can't be <laughs> doing that forever. So. Yeah, that's probably I mean, a future episode topic too. To be honest, I know he's a twenty-year-old college basketball player. Sometimes they go through stretches where they're I know like, everyone's like, "Oh, Izzo ruined him." It's like I don't think that's entirely fair. Like I, I don't know. Like I can't really bag Izzo for not being thrilled with uh, constant running floaters. Like I, that's a, yeah, I, I get that's a kid's game, but at some point you got to rate him in a little bit. Like I don't know, man. Whatever. I mean, he's, he's on like a bad ten-game stretch. Like. <laughs> He's had that a bad happens, season. That happens <laughs> to yeah, that happens to average college basketball players pretty regularly. There's probably too much uh, being expected of him, and that's on all of us. All right, let's pause here for a yeah. sec. We'll come back and uh, talk about something a little bit okay, maybe five star punter that committed. No, we are so oh, okay. freaking busy this week. Uh, first word from Bill Bar. Bill Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors. My favorite somehow is carrot cake. Yeah. That's, Matt, what's that's yours? Are you still riding with toffee almond? Tried and true toffee almond, baby. Tried that's right. True toffee, off almond. The toffee almond wagon. Some of the others, salted caramel is great. Banana bread is really good, too. Uh, I enjoyed the lemon almond cheesecake and the caramel brownie cookies and cream is good as well. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. They are delicious on your body. Body! They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. You know what that means, Matt? Uh, Pretty solid poops, right? A lot of fiber. Go to yeah, BuiltBar.com, nice. use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, and you'll get a 20% off. Oh, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Join us tomorrow on Lockdown Spartans where we will be breaking it down, previewing just 
the terrible, awful game that we're going to have to watch. Uh, not everyone here. I'm going to be on the road during the whole game, so I'm, I'm already smiling. Michigan State, Iowa, we will preview it on tomorrow's episode. Okay, Matt. Crossover show, too. It is, yeah. Oh, crossover. So the old, uh, the old folks at Locked On Iowa or yeah. Locked On Hawkeyes, yeah. Should be Andrew, wait, I haven't talked to Andrew in a while, man. Yeah, we did the uh, football preview. It was a good time. So, yeah, yeah excited to hop on the that. Zoom call with him tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be a good, go. grand old time. Yes. As, <laughs> would you say as penance for you missing uh, yeah, the, right. the Tuesday night podcast, Matt will not be here on Wednesday's show. Uh, yeah. So he is doing Merry Christmas, everyone. That's right. Show. <laughs> yep. Matt, did you... Take any heart in the fact that Michigan State was just getting wrecked and in the second half cut it to nine. We knew they were never going to win. They weren't coming back. Oh, man. But did you take any heart at all? Like, hey, I appreciate the fight. Thank you for not just like, let's just go home and lose by 35. Like, thanks for getting it back to nine just for a second. No, that, that, that's a good question, and I'm going to seem like a really old, cranky old man with my answer of simply no. Not no, not really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they made like a, two open three-pointers to cut the lead down. Is mm-hmm. that the sequence you're talking about? Yeah, yeah you know, it, I really have to with... fight in the offensive end for that. But like, I was just more so annoyed of what's led up to that point. Like, Just the, sure. the little things that couldn't be done right. Like the, the front end of the one-on-one at the end of the first oh. half. You missed Ooh, that to cut the lead to six, and instead it's an OSU 14-point lead. Like, Bingham missing and one layups, even though he's four inches from the rim. Like, it's like hitting wide-open shots, not getting the uh, defensive rebound that you need to get to continue a run that you've barely started, instead giving OSU the offensive rebound and the second-chance point. Getting your own offensive rebound and not converting on the second-chance points. Like, it was just like... We, we know that there's some issues with the big things like uh, shooting or the lineup, but like even just like the little tiny things couldn't be done. And when I saw the two shots go away and it was like, great, like that's another thing. Like you don't hit shots until it's way too little, way too late. Like so, no, Will, uh, if you're asking if I have an optimistic out uh, view uh, or view on this, no. No, no I wasn't I, asking I that. I said, did you take any heart in it? Like, hey, that's nice. Not really. No, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying over here. Okay. I really am. But no. Michigan State got to the line 31 times. That was impressive, I got to say. If not for nothing. And scored 62 (laughs) points. That's not impressive. Right. Yeah, but 31. I was like, hey, all right. That's that's one good number on the whole box score. Look at us. They went, they shot 41% on twos, 21% on 24 three-point attempts. It's a lot of three-point attempts. Aaron Henry 0 for 4, Joey Hauser 1 for 5, Josh Langford 2 for 9, Rocket Watts 1 for 3, Lawyer 1 for 2, Malik Hall 0 for 1. I would say of those 19 misses, yeah, probably like 8 or 9 were great looks. Of course. Sure. And they just shot it so... Clickety-clank. So terribly. Clickety-clickety-clickety-clank. Yeah, um... No, but like, so you, you, you liked what you saw though. Like you, you no. found some, oh, okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I no. assumed that you would be the opposite. No, I was, anno- I was annoyed because I don't think this is a coincidence. Uh, they finally stuck with like a tight five, six, seven man rotation yeah, for no kidding, the last right? like 10, 12 minutes and they started playing better. I don't, yeah. I don't think that was coincidence. Um, I was annoyed that, like, hey, maybe we should try that in the first half. I know. Maybe we should make some shots in the first half. 
Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we could, you know, keep it around like a four-point game instead of letting it get to 12. You know, maybe we could hit the front end of our one-and-one. And, and, you know, you know what? Malik Hall went four or five from the line. Of course, his only miss was the front end yeah, of sure, one-and-one. That would have right. cut it. It would have cut it if you made both to like a four-point game. Instead, Ohio State went on an 8-0 run the other way. Fantastic. Yeah. I know. I mean, once again, like you bring up lineups and that, that just sticks out too because in the first half there were times. I got to start writing these lineups down because some of these oh, are so I don't have outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it tracked yet, but like I know they used f- at least five lineups for the very first time this season in yeah. that game. Well, like one of my tried and true, like, I guess, complaints slash jokes that I'll trot out, like over the years of MSU basketball is like, oh, these, these guys look like they just all got together at IMEs and started playing together. But like, Honest to God, like I think at least two lineups today were on the court, and I, maybe they—I I could be convinced that they actually have not played as a unit, <laughs> let alone in a game, maybe even in practice too. Like they just look. What are you? What, what's your role here in this lineup? Okay, and then what do you do? Oh my God! There's five seconds left in the shot clock. Heave ho! And it's okay. Great air ball. We're going the other way. Like man, so, so <laughs> we talked about lineups last week and how it's been an issue. And no resolution uh, so no, far here, Will, no. as the season trots on. Great. It, it amazes me how many times they use the first 26 seconds of the shot clock. Just to, to just hang out, you know. To just run to... a set that yeah. doesn't go anywhere, and then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. No no sets, just vibes. That, that's that's all the offense is. No, picks, no, no pick and yeah. rolls, just vibes, yeah. baby. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a little weave here, and then, all right, we're yep. going to set a ball screen. I'm going to come off the screen, and there's mm-hmm. six seconds left in the shot clock. Oh, no. Oh, and it's in <laughs> Hogarth's hands, and oh, good luck, buddy. Go get him oh. gently. <laughs> all right, somebody create. Oh, wait, no one on this team can create. Oh, okay. Like, oh, that's right, it is a 30-second shot clock, not 35 seconds like it was years ago. Ah, barnacles. <laughs> Shit, Imagine, shoot. Uh, I don't, do you watch much NBA basketball? Oh, I have this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It floors me. I know there's so much better, and everything is like the, the game's called differently, and mm-hmm. the spacing and everything, <sighs> the shooting is incredible. It amazes me how they take seven seconds to get into a set and get an oh. open shot every single time. Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> then you watch a college game. With a struggling offense, <laughs> like it took twenty-seven seconds, and now we're going to ISO ball with our freshman point guard who can't shoot. Oh God! How it's, is it's a wild sport? juxtaposition going from college to NBA, man. How, it's like how is this one level down? It's not. It's like nineteen levels down. <laughs> I know, man. It is wild. It is like impressive. it's whiplash inducing. You're like these guys are so freaking good. I know it's crazy. Like whenever the shot clock gets down to five seconds in the NBA, like I'm like, oh, hey, that's odd. Wow. <laughs> See, this seconds. happens like three times a game. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, oh, Kevin Durant, bucket. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, let me read some offensive ratings for you, and then we'll oh, get please. out of here on this note. So these are Michigan State had seven guys qualify. Oh my god, seven guys play enough minutes to qualify for an O rating. You got to play ten minutes. So Kithier's out, Bingham's out, Hogard's out, Sissoko's out. Mm-hmm. Joey Hauser. 87. Josh Langford, 86. Aaron Henry, 92. Rocket Watts, 58. Foster Lawyer, 94. Julius Marble, 93. Malik, excuse me, Malik Hall, 111. Okay. Ohio State had one, two, three, four, five guys have an offensive rating equal to or better than Malik Hall, who led you. That, that, That sounds right, yeah. That'll that'll do it, Matt. 
Turnovers, though. Only 10. Not hey, bad. Hey, hey, turn it up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go. Yeah. Only 11 assists, though, and that's because they only made 17 shots. Well, that's going to happen. God, remember the start of the season when they had, like, what, seemingly 30 assists on 28 made baskets uh, against Notre Dame? Man, that, how long ago does that Notre Dame game feel? like? <laughs> 26 assists on 30 made shots against Notre Dame. I know, man. Dame. Unbelievable. How? Three guys in double figures. Gave that game and the Duke game seemed like three years ago, man. And listen, hey, I, I get Duke is not good this year, but still, like that that game was a, a complete rolling. The final score is not indicative of, of how that game actually was. I mean, that I, I don't care how bad Duke is. You beat Duke like that, man. You, good things are going to happen to you this year. And then what has happened? <laughs> Duke's not good or really good. Like Duke's not Duke, and they you know they've only played twelve games, so it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But like they just took. Clemson to the woodshed, and Clemson's decent, and uh-huh. they beat a pretty good, like, Michigan State now has a quad one win, because they beat Duke on the road. Yeah. Woo! It moved into quad one. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Duke. Keep winning. Yeah, I think they'll end up being okay. Like, they're going to make the tournament, but Kentucky, Michigan State, North Carolina, train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. Yeah. Kansas isn't that great. <sighs> what a year. No, this is great. I'm having a lot of fun. Thanks for, uh, th- thanks for everyone listening for sticking around, too. I mean, I know this is miserable, and you don't want to probably hear us talk about how bad the team is, but hey. <laughs> what are we going to do, lie to you? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, and we're going to talk about uh, how Iowa's going to dismantle this Michigan State team. First, Matt has some trivia. Today is fe- oh, happy February, everyone. Uh, it is February 1st. Uh, well, I got some trivia for you. What high-scoring Michigan State star was the number eight overall selection in the 1995 NBA draft? Respert? Sean Respert is the correct answer. Will, you are a genius. I didn't know he got taken that high. No, that was good, good for him. Sean Respert. All right, guys. Go, go green, I guess, I suppose. Yeah.